When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, but I might get voted out very soon. We will see. This podcast and show, of course, is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and right now you can jump on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use our code of PHNX, and simply for betting one dollar on any football game this weekend you will receive 150 dollars in free bets instantly no matter what thank you guys so much for joining us of course i am joined by my friend and co-host it's thunderstick jesse friedman good to be with you Derek. good to be with you it was a it, fun weekend of diamondbacks baseball huh what it a was fun good it was, was good to be together <laughs> in person and i hate you so much <laughs> I'm so sad. I saw where you were going with that now. I'm upset. Uh, the fan base is upset. I don't know if I, I, I can't speak for the entire fan base, but I think today I'm going to step up as not only the mayor of PHNX, but I'm going to step up as the mayor of the D-backs fan base and say, what an awful win to end the season, Jesse. <laughs> Tank I'm season amazed. is dead. Tank season is dead. I'm we frankly tried. amazed you made it through the DraftKings read without like breaking out in tears or something. Was, oh yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't gotten any sleep, so I'm I'm loopy. I don't even know okay. how I read actual words because I've just been <laughs> laying around in my giveaway blanket, uh, just sobbing uncontrollably most of the night. <laughs> I have you ever seen that meme of Wolverine holding the picture? That was me with a photo of Elijah Green for the last 24 hours. Just <laughs> hand on the picture, tear coming out. Just a single tear. I don't know how. Not multiple tears. Just all day long, Jesse. Just a single tear out of the left eye all day long. <laughs> I'm sad. It was a great way to end the season, though. Right. If you want it to talk was, about it was. Yeah, any it was any better way to end a baseball season, it is with a walk-off home run in the ninth by a kid named Josh Van Meter. What are your thoughts on the game? You were present all weekend long. You called it. You rooted for it. So I, I want to know. I want to know how you feel. I want to know how you feel that you you've done this to us. Wow. You're so yeah. predictable, Derek. I knew you were going to pin this on me. Uh, <laughs> As no, you're going to pin it uh, on me, inevitably, for leaving the game early. So we'll oh, get around absolutely. to that. I have a better argument, but yeah, we'll we'll get there later. Um, yeah, no, it was it was honestly great being out at the ballpark for the whole weekend. Um, uh, getting to interact with Tori Lovello on Friday was uh, was was really cool. Um, he's just such a uh, I know we have, you know, more to say about Tori Lovello as, as the offseason rolls on. And, uh, you know, he's about to probably make some changes to his coaching staff and whatnot. 
Um, and I know a lot of people are still not super happy that he's still with the organization, but I can speak from someone who talked with Tori Lovello face to face two days ago or three days ago and say that he is without a doubt. I mean, one of the most, one of the friendliest, most genuine, uh, like genuinely famous people that you will ever meet. Like, I mean, he is the yeah. manager of a professional sports team. There's only 30 of them on the planet. And he was just, he was just asking me questions, you know, he like, loves you. He, he really loves does. You. He absolutely does. And uh, yeah, don't be too jealous, Derek, but I'm, I'm absolutely jealous. I'm furious. In <laughs> fact, it just adds to how angry I am about this weekend. It just, it, that, that started it for me. And then it just, it piled on from there. Uh, just, just one thing after another, making me upset, but definitely the, how, how he fawned over you, the look in his eye, the twinkle in his eye, as he spoke to you, <laughs> it was, I, it was a thing of beauty. It, it was, it was, it was, it was a fun moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, speaking just about yesterday and the weekend as a whole, I want to acknowledge to all the Diamondbacks fans out there, as much as I'm out there on Twitter, you know, trying to calm people down, trying to get people not to freak out over this, that they're likely not going to get the first overall pick. Um, and, but I also want to acknowledge that I was also, there, there was a little bit of heartbreak last yesterday afternoon, Derek, when this happened, <laughs> when Josh, when Josh Van Meter inevitably hit oh. a walk-off, a walk-off home run in the one moment where Diamondbacks fans didn't want, or that was the last thing they wanted, right. For, for, this season and what it's what it's been so i understand right like i get i get where you guys are coming from i share the disappointment yes i also happen to think that it's not that big of a deal that we shouldn't be freaking out about it but i want to acknowledge that i understand where you guys are coming from and i mean as if this season wasn't frustrating enough right uh, don't you know. patronize us jesse freeman how <laughs> dare you patronize us thunderstorm no you're absolutely right because i think that is probably the moment that it was, it was the, it was the straw. You could say the straw was the losing streak, the historic MLB road losing streak. You could even say it was setting the franchise record losing streak. For me, it was this, it was this moment where it's, it's, you almost have to laugh at it as a fan yeah, of this. It's team. like a laughing, crying moment. It's such like an incredible just... <laughs> thing, right? Like just how close they came to getting it, right? We're not talking about a team that was as far back or far forward, I guess you would say, as the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Texas Rangers. They weren't really in the running, right? They would, they would have literally had to have Baltimore and Arizona go on some sort of wild winning streak for them to even come close to the worst record. It is the fact that Arizona was so close. It is the fact that this season at times has felt and could be argued is the worst season in franchise history, even if the final record didn't reflect it being worse than the 2014. I just think that having something as, as positive go for this team as getting at the very least the consolation prize of the number one draft pick just just taken away at the last moment with the last two games of the season like that is poetic for how how everything has gone wrong for this team this year you're right the baltimore orioles might not even draft elijah green 
Hell, the Arizona Diamondbacks might be able to draft him, and they might not draft him, right? Yeah. Nothing, nothing is for certain. We have no idea where he is going to even be ranked when we get to that point, and we have no idea if the pick that the Arizona Diamondbacks end up with becomes this, you know, big superstar name or not. That's so far down the road that there is absolutely no reason to be upset about it now. It just feels like yet another loss in a season where the Diamondbacks couldn't win, even in the smallest ways. Mm. Yeah, it's like they can't, they couldn't win if they tried, and now they also couldn't lose if they tried when they this, needed to, yeah, when it when was critical. Right. I was literally watching that game with you, my friends, my family, your family. We all got together on Sunday. And it felt big like party. a playoff party. game. It was a big, big, big party. Baxter stopped by. He gave me, he gave me a look like he was like, "You son of a bitch." Um, but he did take a picture <laughs> with my daughter, which was nice of him to put our rivalry aside and do that for me. Uh, I think that it was that kind of atmosphere for me. And you know, maybe you really it is my felt fault. that way. You really I, felt going going into the building yesterday that this was a playoff game. Did you really I, feel that way, Derek? What I felt was an excitement to watch an outcome that I wanted to root for. What I wasn't a you know, when you go to a typical baseball game, especially in a season like this where games don't matter any longer, you don't you don't really have yeah, you're rooting for the Diamondbacks, but eh, True. you know, you have no not, rooting interest at all. You have like no you rooting genuinely interest. really don't right. Care. Like yeah. you you care for the team, you want the team to win. And if you're there, especially as a fan, rooting for a particular team, I don't care what the situation is, I imagine that you're rooting for them to win. And in the case of bad teams, you're not really your heart isn't in it. You know, you know they're probably gonna lose, but you're just there hoping maybe, hey, this is maybe this is the night that they pick up a fun win while i'm here in the building at least i get to see him win this was different this yeah. felt important and it felt important to me that they lost i was excited that they were down for nothing me and yeah, this girl when you from, sat down yeah, yeah you you showed up in like the third inning and they were already losing three nothing well no don't show no don't get there don't go don't <laughs> further this whole myth that i'm late to everything i do including <laughs> the cardinals podcast what I want to say Were you is, late to the Cardinals podcast? I may have been late to the Cardinals podcast. I may have showed up after they started. Uh, it was the post-game show. And, you know, they had, I was at a lot of stuff, Jesse. I was at this baseball game that we were talking sure, about. Sure. And I'm getting it from both ends because, see, I'm getting blamed I left the game early. And now I'm getting blamed I didn't show up to the Cardinals early enough. There's only one Derek Montilla. There's only one mayor of PHNX. I can't split myself into two. Uh, sure, I was high-fiving sure. the lady behind us from Albuquerque who was cheering on the Rockies simply because she's an isotopes fan and they're part oh, of their uh, minor yeah. league system. But we yeah. were having a good time. It was fun. Uh, I didn't think uh, the Diamondbacks necessarily were going to come back and win. I didn't think that Lavella was even trying to win that game. One of the most laughable things I've heard all season long is when he was asked why Cattell Marte didn't start Sunday's game, <laughs> Lavello with an absolutely straight face answered the question with because of rest yes yes you, everyone was very confused <laughs> everybody found it to be hilarious i think deep down inside we all knew what he secretly meant wink see, tank, see that was I, where he like he showed his tank season tank off underneath there just a little bit and it still didn't work out for him jesse no but i i 
I don't think that's true. I think Tori Lovello is a huge fan of his plan days off thing, and he does it on Sundays all the time for some of the veteran players. And he's probably had this arranged with Cattell Marte for two weeks. You and believe everything you're talking about. You? you naive, I, you naive little bastard. How dare you, Jesse? How dare I, you believe everything? He'll lie to your face. And then he'll tell you three days later that he did. I'm telling you, I know this man. He's wholesome <laughs> and he's good, but he will lie to your face. I don't know, man. I don't think the Diamondbacks tried to lose yesterday. and and Obviously I mean, not. They, they, Obviously they not. They didn't do a good job of it if they did. No. Right. One thing I do want to say, though, before we before we move on, is that I mentioned earlier the Diamondbacks will likely not get the first overall pick because there is – there is a little ruffle here that that uh, our audience should know about that the new CBA agreement uh, very well could contain a new structure for how the draft order is arranged. Uh, I think there's a very small likelihood that that's one of the things that gets changed. I think they have uh, bigger fish to fry as they uh, negotiate this. Um, but technically, I, I saw this on MLB Trade Rumors today. Technically, it is not official that the draft order is what Correct. we think it is. That's just right. how it stands as of right now well, under the current rules. Right. And the current rules, the current CBA ends on December 1st. So there is a lot of talk right now about a potential yeah. lockout, which right. a lockout just really means that, that that CBA expires on December 1st without there being a new one done. It's nothing to get too worked up about as far as the next, next year not happening. However, what we've seen has been a contentious relationship between the Players Association and the owners. We've yeah. also seen, like what you said, just to back up what you're saying, Max Scherzer, and we talked about this before, very much not a fan of tank season, very much feels like the entire tanking process and the way that their draft order and such is set up now just completely you know, uh, le lends to this competitive balance problem that they have is, in baseball. is baseball the only sport that does i know the nba no. obviously does not no does, does no. the nfl do a lottery I, or do I they believe, just do reverse order I, I believe the nfl does reverse order but there's a big okay. difference there right it's 16 games not 162 games when a team like the diamondbacks are out of it in may what is you know what 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 even is their benefit to play and win baseball games when at this point there's very little hope that they're going to catch up to the rest of, you know, the division or even the wild card. I know that's sure. really ridiculous to say, especially considering what we saw the St. Louis Cardinals do this very season, right? St. Louis Cardinals went from being completely out of it to now playing a one game playoff game with arguably the best team in baseball. To could, determine you imagine, could you imagine if they win on Wednesday, Derek? It's all I have left to hope for in my life, Jesse. It's all, <laughs> it's the only thing that can bring back my, uh, get these sleepless nights out of my life. Is that's that would be a Cardinals... pretty, that would be a pretty good tank season consolation prize. I would St. Louis Cardinals beat the Dodgers in the wild card game, and the, and the Dodgers are just out of it after winning 106 games. That's that would be so satisfying. That would be satisfying, <laughs> not to mention the the you know whipped cream and icing and toppings and sprinkles and cherry on that Sunday is the fact that it would be both the Dodgers and the Padres not in the playoffs at yeah. all in the yeah. first round and it would be simply the giants as the division winner going on and playing in a playoff series i mean lavallo and hazen today 
you and I were both in their final media uh, meeting or media appearance. They both talked about how they do not believe that payroll makes the difference here. And while that is a bit laughable to say when you compare payroll to the success of the teams that make the playoffs and such, I will say I understand where they're coming from. It's the exact reason why I haven't wanted them to commit to large contracts to most of the players that have come up, right? The, you know, the Goldschmidt's and and others that just wasn't worth the money we were going to pay them considering what you can get as a replacement in baseball and how much more that money can get you if you spread it around on the team and put a, a competitive whole team out there versus a superstar at one position. I mean, what were they, what were they going to say? Right? Like, yeah, no payroll. You know, I don't know how we're going to contend with all these other teams in our division. We're basically screwed. Like we have no shot. I mean, obviously they weren't going to say that, right? It's, it's almost, it's a question that you, you know what they're going to say before they say it. But, but to their point, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays are a pretty, are a pretty darn good baseball team in a division that spends a whole lot of money. Right. I mean, especially the Yankees, obviously, but, um, it can be done. It can be done. But I think not to, they sort not of to have mention, to have that perspective. I think the Giants are another perfect example of that. Not to, not to say the Giants don't have a big payroll because they still they still have a larger payroll than they still do. all, all yeah. teams, other teams. And they can afford it based on their popularity and how packed that stadium is on a, on a nightly basis. I will say, though, that San Francisco just did it with these uh, players that a lot of people considered – to be throwaway players or castaways in some way. Nobody had the Giants having a, a, a historic season as far as number of wins for that franchise that's already so prestigious, right? So it shows you can do it with guys who you people have questioned their talent level or maybe think that they're not good enough. That is something that Hazen talked about again today at length, which is getting more out of these players, getting yeah. more you know, out of them during individually. And I mean, also, I think I've seen Lavolo kind of tighten up on this, the the feeling of being such a player's manager. Lavolo's talked about lately that giving, giving your all, <laughs> giving a great effort isn't enough any longer. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are, I think there was a feeling there for a while where, you know, again, Lavolo might just be too nice of a guy at times, which backs up him loving Jesse over here more than me of all people. <laughs> As all nice people would. As all nice people would. I just think that, uh, you know, at times he's probably been an effort guy. Like if guys were given all, they were getting that opportunity. I've also sure. felt like at times, you know, he's been one of those guys that feels like, you know, certain situations instead of managing it, and trying to make the baseball win games, I feel at times he's too big about player growth and like, oh, let's see what this guy can, you know, do out on the bump, you know, when when he's really in a jam and let's see what we get out of him. Whereas other managers, they're not playing that game on a nightly basis with wins and losses for their team. If they feel a, a pitcher has lost it and they don't have what it takes to get out of it, they're not letting them stick it in there for some sort of you know, moral victory or to help their career or to help them like gain confidence or whatever, or at least take the edge off of big situations like that. They're, they're going to their bullpen or doing whatever they feel like they need to, to win at times. I've just seen too much of that out of Lavolo, And I think it's, 
it's been why they lost so many, you know, of these one run games, which was brought up again also today about the number record number of of games that they've lost by one run. I think it was 11, 11 and 31, something like yeah. that. I mean, that yeah. is a staggering. I mean, you're talking about winning 25% of those games. You're already, you're already, you know, over 20 games under 500, I think, with what the numbers were. So crazy, just crazy performance with in, in tight games. I mean, that's why they won 52 games, right? Yeah, is if exactly. You, if, you know, maybe they, they could have won 70 games, you know, pretty easily if by that, just if that scoring was flip, a flop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you score. 20 or 30 more runs and split them up over the right games. The diamondbacks could have won 60 games or 70 games pretty easily. But I mean, that's why they're, that's why they're looking at a, at a 52 win season right now. One criticism I had of this team this season really was the fact that so many times I watched them get punched back in the mouth. Like they, they took a lead and then the opposing team takes a lead. And then just from that point, they're just reeling. Right. And it's like it's weird to yeah. watch it's weird to watch other baseball games for other teams that have the ebb and flow of a baseball game where yeah, one team goes up and then oh, this game had six lead changes. They were up by one run and then they went up by two and then they hit a three run home run and went up by one again and blah blah blah. Like the Diamondbacks games this season, yeah, they've been bad. So of course they haven't been competitive. But that's been one thing I've completely seen is when this team loses a lead, they just disappear. They just yeah. crawl into a hole and die from the minute they, they act. It's like, they act like fans. you know how fans are so quick to be like, Oh, it's over. Great. That's, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's almost like the players do. That's something yeah. again that I heard Lovaldo bring up about that attitude where you come to the ballpark, you come to the ballpark expecting to lose. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you come in every day with that attitude, or maybe it was Hazen that said it. If you come in I every day, with Hazen, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. you come in with that attitude of saying like, I am, I'm, I'm going to win then you expect to win and you do things to make that those wins happen. Right. That's why I've liked guys like Varsho and Rojas so much, because I don't feel like they have that same self doubt that other members of this team have. Mm. Well, and... they expected to win yesterday. <laughs> you shut your filthy mouth. Jesse. <laughs> shut your filthy mouth. I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you who expects to win. Anybody who uses the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you should expect to win because the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they're giving you all sorts of uh, odds. They're giving you same game parlays. They're doing everything they can to help you win money. Uh, I am Mr. Parlay, by the way. I don't even know what I'm doing, and I've won money. So can you imagine with your knowledge what you would be able to do with the DraftKings Sportsbook app? Jump on there and use our code of PHNX. And again, if you bet just $1 on any football game this weekend, uh, you will receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. And again, I'm talking about those same game parlays where you're just able to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. Jesse, I was going to do one this weekend. I decided to lay off because I felt like I was being greedy. I would have hit on that bad boy. And I would have hit, it was the Cardinals game, the Arizona Cardinals game. And I would have hit because the Cardinals did an excellent job defensively of holding the Rams to just 13 points. But then at the very last minute, I, I think literally in the last minute, the I, I was going to bet uh, Kyler Murray to go for two touchdowns. I was going to bet the Cardinals to, to cover because they were the underdog. So it was to cover the spread. And I was going to take uh, the over on the uh, total point score. Had I done that, Jesse, I would have won. I was scared, and 
that last minute touchdown would have been the thing to put me over. I forgot all about it when I was at doing the Cardinals thing. I was like, I would have lost my parlay because I would have bet the the over. And I had uh, our buddy Johnny Venerable remind me of that last touchdown that I forgot about because it happened, of course, in garbage uh. time. It was meaningless. <laughs> and that touchdown, that touchdown would have won me like $400. So don't be like me. Be confident in yourself. Bet that same game parlay. And win yourself for money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is safe secure and reliable and the best part absolutely is that you can deposit withdraw your cash whenever you want uh, so please use our code phnx when you're doing so and you'll get that 150 dollars in free bets instantly simply for betting on uh one dollar on any football game uh, reminder it's 21 and over only arizona only gambling problem dial 1-800 next step new customers only Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse, it's Mailbag Monday. It is I didn't say that Monday. right. Wait, I didn't. I, wait, hold on. Let me, let's do that again. Let's try that again, shall we? Jesse, it's Mailbag Monday. That's better. That's better, better, Derek. Thank That's you. Thank you. Finally doing something right around here. Look, look, I... <laughs> I'm not happy, but I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give my all, especially on Mailbag Monday, because I always love talking fans' questions, especially when fans want to ask questions like our friend Brett Lee Johnson, uh, at Brett underscore Johnson asked, which is this question, Jesse. He wants to know, do you think Ken Kendrick and the rest of the front office will realize that fans don't want to pay $20-plus for nosebleeds to see a 50-win team? Speak Doc, on it, I Jesse. Hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I used to. So when I was uh, when I was growing up and, of course, an enormous Diamondbacks fan, uh, I was honestly pretty good at this. I was kind of a wheeling and dealing like 12, 13 year old. And I would get on StubHub. I would get on SeatGeek. I would get on all of those apps and I would find tickets, you know, like like basically behind home plate for like 30 bucks sometimes. And I would go, whole family would go, we'd have a great time. And that was just kind of my thing. Like if people went back to tickets, they would come to me because I could find all the deals. You and were the guru. You were the guru. I was, I was sort of the guru. And, and now, I mean, I don't necessarily have the tickets all the time now, but, uh, but I look every once in a while and, and it has not been that way. Uh, StubHub, SeatGeek, the third party apps, that all of the prices are super inflated. And of course, you know, you're, if you buy directly from the team, you're not necessarily going to get any kind of big discounts then anyway. And, and that has been even more so the case this year. I mean, it seems like everything has been full price. And uh, I don't know if you've, Derek, do you, do you know the attendance figure? Do you know the Diamondbacks average attendance in 2021? I tweeted it out earlier today. I do not. What is the average attendance, Jesse? Take, take a guess. Take a guess. What do you think? I, I would say because of some of the bigger weekends with some of the bigger teams still filling up the stadium, I would guess around 11,000. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you're, you're actually a little low. 12,876. Okay. That was their, that was their average. Right. Which, and I, and I was swinging low because again, I'm, I'm, ba I mostly, you've been there, you know, I've been there <laughs> and I'm mostly going based on a visual uh, comparison that isn't really great when it comes to actual ticket sales sold right because actual attendance includes uh um, oh, season right. ticket yeah. holders that aren't there so yeah there is always that factor that those numbers are a bit inflated constantly by the season ticket i'm curious as to what actual attendance numbers are some nights to be honest right, because of right. how 
few of people are there. I, you know, I, I said it before, but I know that this stadium has been quieter on two occasions this season than it was last season when there were no fans allowed in the building. (laughs) And I only say that because they piped in the fake crowd noise during those games. That was probably quite a bit louder than, (laughs) than, than what has been there. It's constant. It's constant. Like it's, it's really annoying because at first I remember it was like a, it was like a 15 second loop. And you could hear when it stopped and started again after a while. So it, <laughs> it really got annoying. <laughs> you're like, oh no, I can hear it. I can hear when it stops, like a sound machine or something. You're like, oh, yeah, I hear, yeah. It I loops, hear when the fog yeah. stops croaking and then starts again. Okay, I got it. Uh, so it was like that, but it still filled the arena with sound or the you know Chase Field with sound. The yeah. some of the nights where there's been less than five thousand people there actually present. You know, I can hear the birds chirping and there's always birds in that building. I can just hear them now. And it's like a really yeah. weird thing to think about the building being quieter with people in it than when there were no people in it. But yeah, when there's people in it, they're not playing fake crowd noise to fill it with noise. So when the crowd is just not being active, it's quiet as shit in that building. And it is a big old, you know, airport hangar. So it's very easy yeah. for it to be quiet, right? Or for it to like echo and sound really bad. I just think, again, I've talked about that stupid book, Jesse, that I can't stand that I You've got talked from the about it many times. Oh, oh, I hate it's it so horrible, much. but it has great information. Yeah. It's such good information. <laughs> uh, one of the things that they talk about in there is how the original plan, especially for Joe Gargiola more than Jerry Colangelo, was to make this a place for families to come. It almost sounded Disneyland-esque, you know? Like they wanted to build a place for people to come with their families where it would be inexpensive and they would come just to just to hang out and spend time together, you know? Have a picnic, yeah. get some food from the ballpark, whatever, right? Obviously, this was 1996, 97 when he was dreaming up these magical fairy tales. But it's true, right? There was a definite vision uh, that was one of the reasons why they wanted Chase Field to be so big was they thought with a giant size that that would allow them to keep ticket prices low and make it affordable for families to go to the ballpark. Fast forward to now with the financial uncertainty brought on by a pandemic and a terrible baseball team, we're in a position where the team almost is forced to charge this amount for tickets, which in turn is driving people away. Right. Having an empty baseball stadium without people consuming, you know, uh, the goods and buying T-shirts and buying popcorn and all that stuff doesn't work. Right. So even if you're giving away tickets for five dollars a pop, you're at least getting five dollars for that ticket that would you get nothing for otherwise. And you'd have a body in the stadium walking around, buying food, doing stuff, being present. It's just so weird to me how the financial uncertainty has then turned this team into, you know, being so stubborn and, you know, leading to the ballpark being so empty. One of the things that really shocked me uh, when, you know, you and I were walking around the stadium, you were showing me some of your, you know, some of your favorite spots and whatnot. And I was stunned by the number of eateries that have just completely disappeared like yeah. places like america's taco shop lolo's chicken and waffles right i live in seattle right now so i i get out to the ballpark sparingly 
And, and I still in my head thought that all of those things were there. And I, and it was I a di- the it, stadium. It was a sad walk. You and I took a sad walk. Yeah. Around. I mean, and I was like, telling you like, it's even worse when places like Paradise Valley Burger Company are still there, but they've been closed all season because right, you know, the logo least, is there and it's yeah. the garage is shut. Oh, <laughs> it's dry because it was it was one of my favorite places to go. Right, at least I forget that Dutch Brothers was even in that building now because yeah, they replaced no, it no with the. Logo. There's no Dutch yeah. Brothers sign. There's no nothing. If yeah. it was still there, I would be heartbroken every time I pass that stand. It's just one of those things that makes it look like a rundown strip mall in, in yeah. West Phoenix, where there's, you know, there's, there's one laundromat keeping the entire strip mall alive. Everything <laughs> else is closed buildings with four lease signs in them and stuff that's yeah. failed. And a it's Domino's. Just, it, it's all like red hot and double header, I think, or, you yeah. know, like, the yeah, two, exactly. It's all your traditional, you, you still have some good places to eat. You have the carve the carving cart. You have uh yeah, there's hungry, a few hungry there's Hill. There's a bunch of places to still eat. There's just not a variety. Everything's a sandwich or a hot dog or a sausage link or something of that sort. I mean, I miss Panda Express being in there. I miss I miss weird they stuff. Panda being, Express? They did. Yeah. Oh, Panda you're Express. You're right. Was in there. You're right. Yeah. They and, did. and they used to give me a discount. So it was actually cheaper for me to get Panda Express like in the ballpark and then outside of it. I used to do all of my Panda Express eating at the ballpark. <laughs> broke my heart when they were gone. Uh, you add on to the fact that as media, they don't have the media dining anymore. There's just, it's, it's just not that pleasant of an experience. And I mean, you add in the security scrutiny and the fact that they don't want to let people bring in as much stuff. I did find out, and this is a great pointer for everybody, uh, in case you're wondering for next season, you can bring in any size bag you want as long as it's clear. So oh. that was interesting to me because one of the security guards told me that, and she said that you can bring in as many snacks and stuff as you want as long as it's all in a clear bag. So again, maybe just a tip or a pointer for you guys out there that that need a tip or a pointer. I'll tell you what else you might need a tip or a pointer about, Jesse, and that's keeping your man area groomed, right? We, at, at the Chase Field, they who decided- Who doesn't need that, right? Who doesn't need that? <laughs> Everybody wants that. We as guys want that. Obviously, the ladies want that. Chase Field, they went, they 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 went, they cheated, right? You know, they used to have that, that, that lawn that they had to take care of, right? <laughs> and then they just went to this turf. And this cheap turf, Jesse, how dare they? You know, we, we don't have that option as men to just go <laughs> to cheap turf. We got to keep well, God our that. <laughs> outfield trimmed. We got to keep it looking nice. You got to get those vertical lines going one way and then the horizontal lines going the other way. You got to do whatever you can. And I'll tell you, you can do that using Manscaped and their entire package of packages for your package. You can get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is delightful should i say uh it's a wire it's got a wireless charger it's got a light on there i didn't even think i didn't think you needed a headlight jesse once you have a headlight on your on your lawnmower 4.0 you never want to use another trimmer ever again forget the cords forget all of that uh you got a weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer i'm 40 jesse do you know how how much of my life is dedicated to ear and nose hair trimming it's the I worst think wait I want, you get no, the, I it's yeah, the worst that's, that's wait until you get enough. to this this age <laughs> right now you can get the performance package which includes the lawnmower 4.0 it includes the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer includes liquid formulations and two free gifts uh and all you have to do is use our code of phnx over at manscape.com and you can get that Plus 20% off, plus free shipping. 
Uh, and, and you know what? The two free gifts that we'll throw in for you, we're going to throw in some Manscaped boxers, which again, I got a set of those. Jesse, they're delightful. Uh, and also the shed travel bag because, you know, I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend and I need to make sure that when I'm there, again, I got to keep that outfield yard nice and trimmed. So do that with the Manscaped 4.0 lawnmower trimmer and all of the land uh, Manscaped uh, variety of, of products. Uh, the spritz, uh, they have the, the ball spritz for your strike zone. You know what I mean, Jesse? They have all yeah, of that. So yeah, yeah. again, use our code. <laughs> PHNX, and you can get all of that over at manscaped.com. And I also also tell you, let me direct you to another website while we're doing this. Uh, go over to gophnx.com and sign up for one of our memberships. We can't express enough how much this uh, little locomotive of the PHNX website is, is driven by you guys. So please sign up for one of the membership options. You can get yourself a free t-shirt if you go with the annual option. You can also get yourself a first month for just 50 cents if you go with the month to month option. And again, you'll get that free t-shirt for signing up this month, uh, or actually I should say this week, the deal of the week for any of our members is to buy any college shirt, mostly the ASU Sun Devils and get any other shirt half off. You could buy the U of A one, but there's no guarantee that bad things won't happen to you. If you do, I would suggest buying the ASU one and then getting any other shirt at half off. And you can find those over at the phnxlocker.com. Again, if you sign up for a membership, those are the same shirts. So check them out. You'll get access to that. You'll get access to, and Jesse loves when I when I pronounce it this way, our members only Discord, uh, where you can get away from all of the social media BS and just talk sports with your fellow PHNX members. Of course, I have to get away from uh, all of that BS because of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big part of this negativity train with the with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I am not a happy Arizona Diamondbacks fan, no matter what. Jesse, they win the game. I'm not happy. You know, they end things on a high note. Not happy. Uh, they they <laughs> don't have the worst record in baseball. Not happy. Tank season, dead. Not happy about that either. But what I am happy is that we did get plenty of questions for our Mailbag Monday. Once again, just a reminder, we are keeping track of all of them, and we are trying our best to – get to everybody's and uh if we don't get any questions we're trying to go back we're also trying to condense some of the questions down uh so if we we didn't get yours particularly but we got one that was like yours my apologies but we are trying to just make sure we're getting to it in some way uh our buddy scooter mcfly at scooter mcfly 2 wants to know jesse do you think the team moves some veterans to make room for younger players someone like uh, an ahmed or peralta and also he wants to know what do you think they do with cole calhoun's team option I think they are likely to move one of Ahmed or Peralta. Not not a guarantee, but I, I think there's a decent chance that could happen. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo, I mean, he, he was really fun to watch over the weekend. I really enjoyed getting to see him up close. He just looks like such a professional. Uh, you can yeah. just sort of tell that he's just... He's just built for this. And, you know, he had more hard contact, a couple of more extra base hits over the weekend. He hits the um, ball so hard. even on He really single. does. Yeah. He really does. And that's not, I mean, in the minors, that was sort of the thing that still had to come, right? Like he was working at bats. He always has had a really high on base percentage throughout his minor league career. But the power has been the one thing that people have been waiting on. And I mean, he slugged, I think, 420, you know, in these, you know, 10 games or whatever that he's played. So it's it's not like he's, you know, slugging 600 or anything. But sure. there's definitely been a lot of hard contact, which is one of the main things that you look for. Uh, so that said, I think, 
yeah, I think Nick Ahmed is likely to uh, maybe have a hard time finding a role here next year, at least after a while. Um, there is some potential for, you know, Ahmed is really good against lefties. Geraldo Perdomo is a switch hitter, but has been known to hit righties better. So there's some platoon potential there. Um, I don't know if they might want to just trade Ahmed um, to someone else who could use him in more of a full-time capacity, if, if that's what his role would look like here. Uh, and David Peralta is also, um, I, I don't want to say expendable. I mean, he means a lot to this franchise, but he's kind of a similar player to a guy like Paven Smith or a guy like Josh Rojas. Uh, the offensive numbers are very, very similar. And defensively, you're not really going to gain a whole lot with a guy like Peralta in left field. So I think it's totally possible. I don't think it's it's a guarantee, but I, I definitely wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised on either of those. Uh, and then I guess the last thing, the Cole Calhoun thing, I, I would be pretty surprised if they if they brought him back. We've talked about this before. Uh, his team option is for nine million, I believe, which is just a much higher number than he would probably get on the open market, given uh, just how little he's been able to play this year. So probably won't won't have uh, Calhoun back next year. Yeah, and that was alluded to, uh, I think, by Hazen today. He even he even brought up Calhoun by name. But yeah, I think that there's a good option, a uh, good opportunity there for them to move on from him. I, for one, love Cole Calhoun. I think he's done a great job. He's expressed wanting to stay here. You yeah, know, he he's, he's a local. He, I mean, he's a local guy, right? He, he went, was or at he, least he went to ASU or I'm yeah, no, no, no. He's a local guy. He he grew up rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he said yeah, that yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in one of his final media availabilities. So I wouldn't be right. surprised to possibly see some sort of restructure of his deal, but maybe not. Like you said, it's really about how much he's worth on the open market versus how much this last team option is for, which is, seems too high. I would also throw Christian Walker in with those other two guys as far as guys that could be replaceable. Uh, not to say that they need to, considering how low Christian Walker's contract is. Like He's the opposite of Cole Calhoun, where it just doesn't seem like they need to, considering that he's paid, uh, as far as as far as far his numbers go, he's paid pretty accurate, a, a, adequately. If not, he, he kind yeah. of produces more than the, I think, five hundred and twenty-five dollars or $600,000, roughly, that his contract he is, so. he is about to enter arbitration though. So that yeah, number yeah. is about to go up. And right. I don't and in that know case, if, I don't think we'll it's see. worth it either. Right. You know, like I think that the diamondbacks are truly committed to the young guys. Uh, I think that's the direction that they're going to move. I, I think that they still need plenty of, of guys to be around still. And, and we've discussed that several times in the past couple of weeks about they're not in a position to, to replace guys as much as they need depth. They need to bring up young guys and they need to have players play at all positions. Uh, Lavola was asked today about guys playing, you know, their position more. And it sounded like he's, he's bending a little bit on that. He brought up like Josh Rojas, who apparently tells him that, you know, he said that Josh Rojas likes to play uh, several different positions and he likes to come to the ballpark and have that excitement of, of where he's going to play, which, is fine. Guys like that are going to be needed. It just, I think in my opinion, it just doesn't need to be everybody on the team. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think if there's someone like that, that has that versatility and like, or Dalton Varsho who is able to play catcher and then outfield the next day. I, I think that's different from what, than what we've seen out of other guys that Lavolo has moved around uh, a lot this year. David Peralta, again, face of the team, uh, but mostly because he wants to be, he takes on that role. I think he you think, embraces you think he's the face it. Of the team, you think he's the face over Cattell? No, not in 
not in like actual like it, this reminds me of like the Justin Upton situation, right? Where Justin Upton yeah. was like the best player on the team, but he sure, didn't want to be the face of the team. Yeah. He didn't want that attention. He didn't want that pressure, and he didn't want to be like any kind of spokesperson for the locker room. L- Peralta takes that on willingly, and I think yeah. that's the difference as far as the face of the team. I think from that aspect with our fan base, I think he's beloved for that. I think the way that he steps up and does what he does. I, I think makes him the face of the team. If you're asking me, though, honestly, yes, Mar- Cattell Marte is. He's the best player by far. He's our most consistent player by far. And he doesn't have many different qualities than Peralta does, other than he seems to keep to himself just a little bit more. Whereas Peralta, you know, like when you look on Peralta's like TikTok and stuff, you can tell he wants that attention. Yeah. Again, you know, you remember, you remember him trying to get Zach Granke to drive yes. the bus? And he was just so (laughs) that's one of my favorite David Peralta memories. I will always cherish that moment. Like I want Madison Bumgarner to get traded because of his contract, but I really want him to get traded because I feel once he does, they'll finally post the video of him dancing and I need to see it. (laughs) I know it exists and I want to see it. That's uh, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, Again, guys, I just want to remind you real quick to jump over to, uh, to use that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX to get $150 in free bets. And it will come instantly. Trust me. I I, I put bet my $1. I got my bets. Instantly bet them. Made more money with the free money. Take free money, make free money into more money, and do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app using our code of PHNX. Jesse, we got one more question to go. And I know you don't like this question because I know it's too positive for even you. Mr. Positivity. <laughs> Mr. I'm happy that they won the final game of the year. But our friend Kyle Collins wants to know, what are your favorite moments from this season? The back-to-back shutouts in Atlanta come to mind. And holy cow, what a what a great day that was in Atlanta. And then, and then nothing, everything went to nothing hell. Nothing went right <laughs> after that. Hmm. I oh it's a hard question. Um, Atlanta I'll throw was mine on, out there. I'll give you a little bit yeah. more time because I know I just kind of jumped you with go you know, for it. Jumped go out for with it. that. Mine was the Tyler Gilbert shutout. I mean, I talked about that the other day on the Phoenix Sports podcast, but the Tyler Gilbert um, shutout was such a uh, no, hitter, no hitter. Not, no right? no hitter. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. No hitter. No <laughs> this hitter. wasn't any old shutout. This wasn't there. any old shutout. Right. Uh, the Tyler Gilbert no hitter was by far um, uh, one of my favorite moments of the year. It just, it was so unassuming, you know, it, it was, it was just a weird thing that happened. And like, I remember once we got into that eighth inning, how like electric the building was, even with how few of people there were there. Right. And it wasn't a small crowd. It was a decent sized crowd. It just, you know, it was a weekday game. I believe, I don't think it was very packed at all. And I just remember it being one of those games that we thought we were going to get through with very little fanfare happening you know i think i even someone asked me who was starting the game i was gonna go cover and i was like oh tyler gilbert or something i made some sort of (laughs) like uh who is this guy it's not madison bumgarner i don't care it's not zach gallant right and then i truly got to witness something i've never witnessed in my life in person something i've never been present for i've never really even been present for anything close to that historic you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a playoff win here or there, you know, some some moments like that, the the wild card game in 2017. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I've never been present for something like that. 
I think the best part about it was that there wasn't a single person that wasn't standing and applauding him at the end of the night, no matter what Jersey they wore. And you know, there were, there were a lot of opposing fans there that night. So just like there are any night and it was just uh, touching, you know, it was touching to see baseball fans come together and just all of us be excited for this thing. This person we just watched did nobody, nobody was booing. Nobody was being, you know, awful. It was just this amazing, you know, kind of moment of, of connection between baseball fans. I, re- I really dug it. And I got emotional at the end too. Like I didn't yeah. have time to really like process it because I had to go on and do the post game stuff and then finish my article. I had a lot of star Wars puns to edit out. That's right. I, I, I take that back. It was, it was star Wars night, which is why it wasn't a, uh, <laughs> why, why, why it was a pretty decent crowd. You know, people dig star Wars. I think they did the, uh, I, I think it was the bobblehead giveaway if I'm not mistaken, or at least that same mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it just, it was a great night of, uh, of baseball and something I didn't think I would get to see, you know, we, we laughed about the Bumgarner no hitter or supposed half no hitter, whatever you want to call it. This was, this was just special. You know, it really was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, thinking back through this season, I have to be honest and say there aren't a, there aren't a whole lot of, <laughs> there aren't a whole lot of great. Okay. Mike Hazen. 52 All right. Mike Hazen. <laughs> uh, but, but I have, um, there's a few things that come to mind and they're not necessarily individual moments, but just, um, things I observed this season that I thought were, were just really fun to watch. Um, Madison Bumgarner had a stretch of, I think it was about five or six weeks, something like that, where he was just like, no, I mean, his whip was like 0.4 yeah. for like over a month or something. Just and right obviously, old self. yeah. And I mean, obviously is his numbers for the season. Don't really bear that out. I mean, he's, he's had very high highs and very low lows since, uh, since his time joining the diamondbacks. Um, but I, I remember really enjoying that stretch just like, wow. I mean, this guy, this guy might be turning it around the same way that Zach Granke turned it around, right? In, a, in another big contract from this organization that initially appeared disastrous uh, after his first season. So that comes to mind. Obviously, the Atlanta day. I mean, that was the, my first thought. Absolutely. I mean, that was just an unreal day of Diamondbacks baseball. I mean, Zach Gallen um, doing what he did and Madison Bumgarner um, doing what he did. And, and also, as we talked about, just how that that game became such a turning point for in, in the most bizarre way. And, and I don't think it was anything that happened that day um, that caused the Diamondbacks to suddenly go the other direction immediately when it was over. But it's just so strange that up until that point, this baseball team was really competitive. And like, and, and actually I was, I was kind of surprised. I was like, you know, this, this Diamondbacks team is hanging around 500. I think they were a game over 500 at one point late in April and it it seemed like we might have a pretty fun team on our hands and then you know that happened and we were kind of all on top of the world for a day and uh, you know the rest of the season went on and and we're standing here right now and and they won 52 games they won their their 52nd game in the last game of the season yesterday um but yeah i mean those are those are probably the things that uh that come to mind uh that come to mind for me hey Jesse you know what happened like 15 days after that they uh, wore Baxter's head on TikTok. They wore <laughs> Baxter's head on TikTok. Do I even 
Oh, don't even get me started. You're on right. That. You're right. We've already got the curse thing figured out. I, I know. We already uh, figured it out. Yeah, it's already solved. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you know nothing about what we're talking about, then I suggest once again, you go sign up for gophnx.com and read our articles on uh, the curse of Baxter the fourth. You can read Jesse's articles on uh, what happened with this defense this season. What's, you know, who won the Goldschmidt trade and so much more. Uh, we promise definitely we're going to be churning out, uh, additional articles and content all summer long uh or all fall long i should say uh we'll, we're going to talk about the playoffs during the playoffs we're going to talk about the world series we're going to get all around back to to other teams and other baseball but we promise we're going to continue to bring you all of this great dbex content uh throughout the year non-stop so we hope you stick with us during the off season we'll bring you any news and any information that happens and We'll continue, you know, having discussions like this. Plus, we have some fun stuff planned, so we hope you stick around. Uh, we hope you follow us everywhere. If you're catching us right now on YouTube or anywhere else, we want to remind you that you can go ahead and sign up for us and subscribe on any of your favorite podcasting apps, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else. If you, again, I've been I've been begging you guys to let me know what apps you're using on your iPhone, and I got this fancy iPhone 13 that I've never had an iPhone before, so. Please help me out and let me know what you guys are listening to podcasts on. Uh, if you're hearing us on one of those apps, again, let me know which one it is. But also, we want to remind you that we're cranking out awesome content around all of the Arizona sports, and that is on our YouTube channel, and that's at PHNX Sports. So make sure you subscribe to that channel and even hit that little bell to sign up for alerts every time we drop new videos. We're doing them every day, all the time. Uh, if you're an Arizona fan, I promise you, you're going to enjoy what we're doing. We want you to be part of our family. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman. Jesse is at Jesse N. Freeman. But of course, all roads on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter lead to at PHNX underscore sports. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for supporting us and checking out the show. We thank you for your questions. Like I said, we promised to get around. We, we had tons of them this weekend. I can't thank you guys enough for giving us all of this stuff to talk about. We'll we'll get around to all of them. As a matter of fact, uh, some of you guys have given us such good questions that Jesse and I might not just do them on a mailbag Monday. We're thinking about maybe expanding some of these questions to do an entire episode on. You're giving us too much. It's too every, big of a topic. Every day is a mailbag Monday. I know. We we have like <laughs> some of these topics could we could do three shows on. So. We thank yeah. you so much again for the support and giving us these questions to answer. Uh, we love being a part of this community. We love that, uh, you know, everybody's enjoying the content. And again, if you can drop us five stars, wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, drop us five stars on YouTube or uh, review or whatever. It would be great if you did. Uh, we thank you again. I've thanked you so many times, but we thank you again. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on it.